Sup, y'all, and welcome to Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today, man, it's going to be a really fun show. A last show, Evan Myers was with me. We talked some NBA. It's been a couple weeks uh, since we did a little hockey, more hockey stuff. So today, I'm bringing back Sam Quiet. He's with me right now on the line. Sam, how you doing? Doing well. How are you, Jack? I'm good, man. Are you uh, ready for some hockey talk? I am. Let's get down to it. So, yes, so Sam and I will be breaking down some stuff that we saw since the last time we talked, which was about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, two, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, I think two days before the playoffs started. Yeah, so yeah, two and a half weeks ago. Today is May 2nd. It's a Wednesday, I believe, right? <laughs> uh, yep, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful outside, by the way. It is gorgeous outside, 84 degrees. You know, if we could get a cool breeze rolling in, it would be the perfect spring day. Yes, <laughs> and we got to enjoy a fun spring day uh, at the Brewers game about a week ago. We did. That, that was a good time. We got to go up to beautiful Miller Park, in my opinion, you know, one of the most beautiful parks in all of baseball. Uh, it's just such a lovely stadium. It's always a good time up there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Evan and I talked a little bit about our experience there on the last podcast. Sam was there too. Got the whole pod, most of the podcast crew together. No Jordan, but yeah, lots of fun there. It's like a little uh, press on sports retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, should, um, oh, go ahead. We should do that more often. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Be a lot of fun. So. Um, yeah, so I was just basically thinking, for those of you who are listening, we we had, uh, so yeah, I was thinking right now, busy time of year, and it's a good time to alternate between basketball coverage and hockey coverage, and then sprinkle in some baseball in there too. Those are, in my opinion, the most interesting things going on in sports right now. Sam, I, you didn't watch the NFL draft, did you? Uh, I saw bits and pieces. I saw enough, you know, of Cleveland's fumbles, even when they're not actually playing football. You know, they set the Broncos up very nicely. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, I, I like football and all, but the draft to me is kind of like the game of football itself. There's a whole lot of talk and not enough action. Mm. Um, so, hot take there. Yeah, very hot take. But, you know, the evidence backs it up when you have 12 minutes of play in a 60-minute game. Well, Sam, the thing, the way I look at it is, I mean, I like football when we're in season. It's fun and whatnot. I'm not like a crazy football fan, but, yeah, I, I follow football. But if there are live sports on, playoff sports, I'm going to opt to watch those instead of the draft. Oh, yeah. Every time, especially when, you know, ESPN will just push the notification through to your phone every 15 (laughs) minutes on who was drafted. I mean, until my team gets up. Yeah, exactly. You know, until my team gets up, until the Denver Broncos actually come up to pick, you know, what do I care about seeing Baker Mayfield's highlights for the past three years? Yeah, it's very exciting for some people. And at one point, I... I was a lot more invested in the NFL draft. It was on when it was on Saturday mornings and there mm-hmm. wasn't anything else on. I got more excited about it. Well, uh, easy on nothing else. Come on, the Premier League's on. Yeah, okay. Well, they they were <laughs> televising the Premier League then. At, True. As much. Not as big a spot. True, not not as big a spot as it is now with NBC. Yeah. And then the other part of it, Sam, is being a Steelers fan, the the Steelers have picked 
in the top 10 one time over the last like 28 years. So there's not a lot of action there or interest for me. Yeah. Because they're going to grab those guys in the fifth or sixth round and then we'll find out about them in two years and it'll all be good. <laughs> yep. They'll be back to winning Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Ho- uh, hopefully. But uh, yeah, so let's do this. Let's do some hockey talk. Sam, let's do that hockey. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah. So, but, oh, yeah. So, just I was going to say real quick. So, hopefully, we'll have Sam back on again in a couple weeks or so. This could be a good uh, format that we can follow alternating between hockey and basketball each week. Yeah, do a little cup final preview. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're uh, moving along pretty quick. Sam, catch us up on what what have we, I mean, what has happened since the last time we talked? Catch us, well, catch everyone up on what's happened the first round, and now as we're moving into the first part of the second round. Yeah. Uh, so for those that missed the first round of the playoffs, uh, there were some fantastic series. Uh, Vegas. Shame on you. Shame on me. What did I do wrong no, this no, time? No, no, no. Shame on you if you missed the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. <laughs> I figured shame on me. Come, I mean, come on. I, I know I picked against my own team to get swept, and I'm happy they didn't, but. Come on, I mean, how can you not predict against the abs there against, you know, the best team in hockey? Hey, no, I'm just saying, hey, if you missed out on the first round of the playoffs, you are missing out because it's pretty great. Shame on you. You missed out on a bunch of goals, a bunch of hard hits, some spectacular saves, and one thrilling Game 7. Oh, yeah. Well, thrilling for Boston fans. Toronto want to live it over again. (laughs) Hey, that was a good tease there, Sam, so keep going. All right, well, what you missed in the first round, uh, like I just said, Boston and Toronto went seven games, the only series uh, in the first round to go seven games. Uh, Boston went up three to one in that. Uh, Toronto uh, saved themselves from elimination in Boston in game five, went back to Toronto, won game six, and I actually thought they had a chance to go back to Boston and take game seven. But in the end, the Bruins were too much, and they just beat up on Toronto in game seven. Um, they outshot him. They outscored him pretty badly in that game. Um, and in, and their rewards getting to face Tampa Bay, who, as we are talking right now, Boston is losing to Tampa Bay Ooh. in game three. But we'll get to that later on. Sam, uh, Boston's a pretty deep team, wouldn't you say? They're pretty deep. Um, you know, coming into the playoffs, I was nervous for them. I questioned them to get through Toronto. I questioned how much they actually wanted it, you know, after the final game of the year. Uh, if they had won against Florida at home, they would have been the first place team in the division and they would have got an easier first round matchup. Um, but instead, you know, they, they, uh, they just let it slip away. And I questioned how much they actually wanted it, but Boston does have some depth. Um, guys like Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchant, uh, Zidane Char is still on the blue line, Jacob DeBrusque, you know, Charlie McAvoy, and of course, Tuka Rask in net. Yeah, uh, they're a very deep team. You know, add on of Rick Nash at the trade deadline was another great move for them. Nice piece there. Yeah, great pickup for them for steal. Um, but I fear that against Tampa Bay, they might not be able to get it done. Um, Tampa Bay, though, in the first round, they beat New Jersey. They took care of them pretty easily, four to one. They beat them in the series. Um, the thing that scares me though about Tampa Bay is. You know, in the second round, you're playing the Boston Bruins. You're not playing the New Jersey Devils. And no disrespect to the Devils. They had a fantastic season from where they were predicted to end up. You know, any team that goes from the first overall pick 
to making the playoffs the next year. It was a it was a successful year by anyone's standards. Win but, a couple playoff games too. You know, this is the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah win a playoff game. game too. It's great, but I mean, it's the Boston Bruins. You're not playing the New Jersey Devils. I mean, you have all those guys I just mentioned. You know, you have an actual goalie you're going up against. The thing that's going to determine this series for Tampa Bay is can their power play stay red hot? Their power play is deadly. They move the puck very well around the edge. Um, but the thing that they have to do is they have to get their top guys going. Kucherov and Stamkos need to get going and stay hot. Kucherov has 10 points through seven games, but it just seems like he hasn't been out there at all. Uh, in the second series, he's kind of gone dead so far. Um, Stamkos has one goal through eight games here in the playoffs. You need him to uh, get hot and stay hot. Uh, Tyler Johnson coming into tonight had four points. Braden Point had six assists, which was good for him. Um, but there were some bright spots for Tampa Bay in game two there. Uh, they lost game one at home. Uh, they got beat, I think it was 5-1 to one or 5-2. And I think really Boston just rode that game seven momentum into the game and kept it going. Uh, but in game two, Tampa Bay saw some turnout from some of their star players. Uh, Andre Palat had a goal and an assist in a 4-2 win. Tyler Johnson had a goal. Braden Point had a goal and three assists. Um, they're going to need that Palat, Johnson, and Point line to stay hot if they are going to make it past Tampa Bay and if they're going to have a chance to make it past Washington yeah. or Pittsburgh. Hey, that was, I mean... If they can win game three tonight, though, then they get home ice back, and that could be huge for them, right? They'll, they'll get home ice back. That will be huge for them. Um, if they can keep Boston to under to two or less goals again, I think it's huge for Andre Vasilevsky's confidence, who was a little rattled after game one, but he made the right moves in game two. You know, As a goaltender, you have to have quick memory loss, and he had quick memory loss, came up with some big saves, um, and he's looking to keep it going again tonight in Boston. Sam, how's your bracket looking? Uh, so far, it, it's not terrible. Uh, all I really lost was uh, Anaheim Ducks, which was just a disappointment like none other, and, of course, Toronto, who I had yeah. beating Boston originally. Um, but other than that, pretty good. You know, I mean, on the other side of the Eastern Conference, we have Washington and Pittsburgh going at it, another classic Crosby-Ovechkin yep. matchup. Um, you know, Washington, after losing the first two games at home to Columbus, everyone was scared, thinking, uh-oh, what's going on in Washington? Uh, they had Michael Neuver, their backup goalie, as the starter because Braden Holpe had been injured all year and had struggled a bit. But everyone knew if Washington was to have any chance in the playoffs, Holpe would have to start playing like a number one again. And after game two, when they put him in, he was not scored on for the next four periods. Uh, he started playing like the old Braden Holpe, and Washington won the next four games straight including three of them in Columbus. Ovechkin was on fire in that series, um, and he's stayed on fire so far. They're up 2-1 to one after losing the first game to Pittsburgh. They won the second game at home, and they won last night in Pittsburgh. Ovechkin scoring the game-winning goal with just over a minute to go. So that was a huge win for them. Um, Ovechkin has two goals and an assist in this series. Or, sorry, Ovechkin has three goals and two assists in this series. Uh, he's been playing very well, and he's looking to keep it up. Same with the rest of his teammates in Washington. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll talk about last night's game in a little bit because it was a crazy yeah. night. Crazy. It night. was a crazy. It was a crazy night. Sam, um, I but, can't believe it. I actually had one got more uh, rounds right in the first round than you did. I got seven out of eight. You got seven out of eight. Who'd nope. you have going through uh, Boston? Well, I had I had Winnipeg losing, and boy, do I look foolish for that. 
It's all right. Not as foolish as me having Anaheim. Come on, they got swept. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just saying the Jets look mighty good right now. They do look good. They look scary. I mean, they gave Nashville quite a lot to think about last night um, in their comeback victory. But I mean, Winnipeg has looked good. They have, in my opinion, after, uh, right before, in front of Tampa Bay, they have the best power play out of the eight remaining teams. They do such a great job at moving the puck around the outside, and they're always looking for Mark Shifley right there in the bumper slot in the top of the circles there. He can pick up that puck on a clean pass, send it anywhere on the ice, or he can take a quick shot on net, which wound up leading to the tying goal last night when he got the puck in the slot on the power play. Uh, Rene had to come up with a huge save, and who was on the front door there to bang home the rebound but the captain, Blake Wheeler? And Winnipeg wound up just cruising after that point to an easy 7-4 win over Nashville. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I know a lot of people stopped watching it early on. They're like, oh, I'll just watch something else. And, uh, man, that was one that you wanted to keep on. It was one that through the first period, it gave me so much hope for my prediction in Nashville, being able to go into Winnipeg and just cruise. Um, but of course, you know, they just let me down there, but I, this series, if anyone likes a slugfest, this is going to be the series to watch Ooh. through the first three games. These teams have combined for 25 goals. Wow. That is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Winnipeg is 15 goals in three games. Uh, th- that's unheard of against a guy who's up for the Vezda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rene is one of the best goalies in the league and he is just getting shelled. This is a matchup of a couple of really good goalies, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Pekka Rene and Connor Hellebuck, both of them, uh, like we were saying in the original uh, playoff show, uh, they're both up for the Vesna. They released the stand, the runnings, and they are two of the three goalies. The other goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, out in Tampa Bay. Um, but you have a spectacular showdown here, and nothing shows though Connor Hellebuck's ability to stand on his head and make big saves in Game 1. The Jets beat the Predators 4-1, to one, and Hellebuck stopped 47 of 48 shots in Nashville. Wow. That, that is a huge win of. for them. It, it's insane. and I mean, it's crazy. Well, do you want to, we can talk about the games now, or do you want to get anything else out of the way before we get to last night's games? Uh, just one thing. Marc-Andre okay. Fleury is incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. Flat flower power. I love that man. He is an absolutely remarkable goalie. He made the best save I have ever seen oh. in the game in the game last uh, two nights ago. Actually, not last night, two nights ago in Logan Couture in overtime. There was a feed from um, uh, Joe Pavelski behind the net at the start of the first overtime period, and Flurry came across and tracked it down with his glove. Uh, it was an incredible save. Um, but that was two nights ago, and we want to talk about last night, so <laughs> let's get on into it. Here's here's a quick one for you, Sam. I saw this question posed for, I believe it was for the writers at The Athletic. It may have been on ESPN, maybe both of them. But which goalie out of all the teams that are remaining would you have the most confidence in in a big game? Would it be Marc-Andre Fleury? Oh, no doubt. Marc-Andre Fleury right now. He is playing incredible. He's playing like the Marc-Andre Fleury of 2009. It's insane that he can find the same form Nine years later, I think uh, most Pittsburgh fans will remember, I'm sure you will, when he slid across in Game 7 there in Detroit yep. and came across to stop Lidstrom with a second left to save yep. the game <laughs> and the Stanley Cup. I mean, he is that Mark andre Fleury again. Um, 
He's been absolutely spectacular, you know, through the first four games against L.A. when Vegas swept him. I think he let up three goals. Um, and although in the first three games here in this series, I believe he's let in uh, seven, or I think it was eight goals, you know, Vegas has started to score again, though. You know, he knows that he has confidence in his team in front of him to score. They have confidence in him to keep the puck out of the net. And he's made huge saves time and time again in this series. Uh, and he, honestly, he's the reason why Vegas is still in the series and could very well make a strong run for the Stanley Cup. Yep, they're looking pretty strong. They are looking very good. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's do this. Let's talk about the first game from last night in a second, Sam. And then after that, I'll have some other stuff, just big picture stuff to ask you about. Maybe we could look back on some other stuff, talk a little bit about the Avs, make you feel good about the, winning a couple games there. <laughs> Thanks. That, that will make me feel good, you know, just to talk about the team in hockey that has more guts and pancreases than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, uh, oh, let's, go ahead. Ju- jump, let's jump into last night. Yeah, so, all right, let's start with the first one. Pens, caps, caps are up. Okay, so let's go back to game one. And the Caps blew a... They were up in the third period, I believe, right? I believe so, yep. They they scored the first two goals yeah. to come out strong in Washington. Or in... Yeah, in Washington. Um, uh, Kuznetsov scored the opening goal of the series. I think it was 17 seconds in. Um, great play by Ovechkin to feed the pass to him. Uh, but in the end, it, they didn't have enough in the tank. Crosby came out, did Crosby things. Jake Gensel came out and continued the tear he's on. I mean, he he's on an absolute demolition derby right now, though, of the Washington Capitals. Uh, the Caps may be up 2-1 to one in the series, but mark my word, Jake Gensel is not done with them. Um, there have been seven goals scored against the Caps in this series so far. Jake Gensel has been in on six of them. He has two goals, four assists in this series. Um, and in the first round alone, in six games, he had 13 points there. I mean, he's up to 19 points right now. Um, that man is playing incredible. He's a classic example of Crosby making the players around him better. Yep. Uh, Jake Gensel's a great player, don't get me wrong, but when you have a guy like Sidney Crosby who can attract all the attention and just give you freedom to roam and do your thing, it's kind of like in Chicago when Panarin was there with Kane. Yep. You know, they take great players and they make them even better. So, okay, so the Caps are up 2-0. Third period, they blow it, they lose, and I'm sure you heard it from everyone, Sam. Everyone's like, oh, it's the same old caps. It's the same old caps, right? Yep, same old caps. They can't finish. They don't know how to beat Crosby. Well, they come out in game two. They get the job done. You know, and which, then last night. At, yeah, at home, you have to at least take one. You can't lose yes. two and expect yep. to go on. Although, then again, the caps did that in the first round, and look at where they are now. But last game night. Game three. <laughs> Game three, it is all tied up three to three. Minute six left in the in the game, and all of a sudden there is a two on one. And who is the guy who's going to be receiving the puck? None other than the great eight, Alexander Ovechkin. He gets the pass fed across him. A great play um, by his Unbelievable. line mate. Goes goes around the defenseman, sprawled out on the ice. It looked like he almost ran out of room. Sends it across, and Ovi sends it up, and his original shot hit the post. And it bounces back in the air, and he beats Crosby with his own trick. He bets the puck out of midair into the net, and the Caps go on to win the game 4-3. to three. It was like, I feel like it was everything that we've wanted out of Penguins and Capitals, right? Ovechkin and Crosby going toe-to-toe. 
late, you know, in the final minutes, Crosby scored that amazing goal just how many, just a few minutes before that in the third period to tie it up. Then Ovechkin comes back with, as you said, a signature Crosby move with the follow your shot. Like, you know, they say follow your shot mm-hmm. in basketball. Follow your, follow your shot to the net. I mean, Backstrom did a great job of just holding out, holding out. Finally, he was able to slide it around the defenseman and get it over. This is what you want. You want your two. Would you say these are the two best players in the league right now? I wouldn't say the two best players in the league. Most I would iconic. There are two of the most iconic, you know, in this series. They're the two best players, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, and that's what you want, though. You want your team captains when they're known for their scoring abilities and their offensive abilities, more so than their leadership. You know, you want these guys to be out there and actively engage. You know, you want them to be out there scoring goals. You want them to be assisting on other goals. Um, last night, let's see. I mean, the opening goal of the game, or yeah, the opening goal of the game, forty-eight seconds into the second period, Ovechkin had an assist on that. You know, Pittsburgh counters with Jake Gensel scoring. Shocker, Jake Gensel in on another goal. <laughs> you know, Crosby gets an assist on that. You have guys like Evgeny Malkin and Phil Kessel getting assists on Patrick Cornquist's goal. You know, and then even the other stars for the Caps, TJ Oshie, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, you know, picking up an assist on the tying goal there in the second. Crosby's great goal, like you mentioned, you know, get Gensel getting an assist on that one. Then, you know, you come into the third and... Uh, Matt Niskanen ties the game up for the Caps. And, of course, Ovechkin and Backstrom back at it again, you know, uh, yeah. 18.53 into the period. Yep. So that was like, I mean, okay, so these aren't the two, maybe not the two best players in the league right now. Are they the two biggest names, would you say? I'd say they're up there. You know, it's it's hard to say who the biggest names yeah. in the league are. I'd say it all depends on where you are geographically Mm -hmm. um out out on the east coast there yeah these guys are huge um honestly i can't think of anyone off the top of my head on the east coast who actually outshines these guys you know you have john Tavares, great guy out on long island you know the king henrik lundquist out in the big apple i mean up in toronto you know austin matthews and those guys montreal sort of stumbling around right now figuring out what they're doing uh but i mean i don't really see a bigger name out there yeah, um, but then of course you know if you were to head out west, you would have Mark Andre Fleury out in Vegas. You know Connor McDavid up there mm-hmm. in Edmonton. You know just big names. You have Nathan McKinnon, McKinnon, not McKinnon, McKinnon <laughs> out, out in Colorado. I mean, so depending on where you go, you're going to have different people saying different names for who are the best and the biggest names. But you will always get these two in the conversation. No matter where you go, you cannot talk about the best in the game without at least bringing up these two. So they are definitely up there uh, to put a label on them. I'm not going to be that analyst who does that just because (laughs) as soon as I say it, of course, neither of them will score another point the rest of the playoffs. So. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm looking at, I guess I'm just thinking the longevity of their careers over the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. These are the big, these are your big faces of the league that you've had. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Crosby, I mean, such talk about him since he came in, you know, being praised as the next great one. Um, I mean, he's lived up to the hype. He just seems to keep getting better and better. And Ovechkin just keeps putting the puck in the back of the net, 600 plus career goals. In the regular season, I mean, he's on pace that he could potentially break Wayne Gretzky's record of goals in a career. But, I mean, he still has, you know, six to seven years of 
yeah. consistent score and to be able to do that and to be able to put that kind of those kind of numbers up into your 38 and 39 it's it's definitely going to take hard work but i think if anyone can do it the russian machine can so i'm going to make a comparison i'm going to compare these two guys to a couple of stars from another sport um do you know where i'm going with this all-time great guys who came into the league at the same time yep who i'm i'm gonna guess we're going with lebron and i don't know mellow no 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 no. not saying that one i'm saying i'm saying larry bird and magic johnson okay they were both rookies 1979 to 1980 that was a rookie year they had a bunch of signature clashes in the NBA Finals. Now, obviously, you're never going to get Crosby versus the Caps in the Stanley Cup, but they've had a lot of great playoff duels. The Penguins have been on top of it so far. Maybe this is the changing of the guard here. But to just see these guys on the ice at the same time, maybe a little later in their careers now, but they're still playing at an elite level. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty great. I mean, yeah, it's great stuff. These two guys do not like each other when they're on the ice, you know, and even off the ice, they don't like each other. They have respect <laughs> for one another, you know, yeah. as all great players do. You know, they know the time, energy, and effort it takes to get to the level they're at, and they respect what each of them bring to the game. But, oh, man, they Ovechkin would love a chance to hit Crosby with his head down. <laughs> yep. Man, there was some. Uh, there was a hit last night that was questionable. I'm going to ask you about it in a second. But just to clarify, I believe Ovechkin and Crosby both came in the same in the league the same year, right? 2005 to 06. Two, yep, uh, just due to the lockout. So Ovechkin was actually drafted the year before Crosby in 0405. Oh, okay. Yep, they still had the draft uh, the year before the lockout, but then due to the lockout, fortunately Ovechkin had to wait a year to show the league what he could do. And that's that's pretty similar similar to a situation where Larry Bird, the NBA draft worked differently back in the seventies, and he was picked, and he went back to school, but he was a Celtics property, mm-hmm. so he already was picked. Even, but I guess they they did come out of college the same year. They just weren't in the same draft. So some similarities there. All time great players meeting in the playoffs. Great TV. Yep coming in the league at the same time but sam you saw that tom wilson hit is under review now right he's got uh there's a hearing for him so i i haven't seen the hit itself i know he broke zach aston reese's jaw um and gave him a concussion um i know this was around the midway point of the game i mean i haven't seen i'm trying i know he's going to have a meeting um but I, i can say this without seeing the hit i've seen wilson hit before and I yeah, am history. sure that, you know, I mean, in the playoffs, he's trying to make a big play, a, make a huge hit. And he probably got his hands up too high there. Probably got his elbow up, probably caught a guy with his so head he, down. He got him in the, I saw the hit. He hit him with his shoulder right into the chin. It was kind of a weird maneuver. Okay. Um, but it, it only look- looked, it only looked bad from like one or two different camera angles. Because if you just saw it, you're like, oh, they just collide with each other. Mm-hmm. And then on one of them, you're like, ooh, that's a little questionable. So I, I think they could really go either way with this. But I'm curious what, um, even though not seeing the hit, knowing what you know about it, what we could see in terms of a penalty or if they just let it go. Yeah, uh, depending on it, that's the thing. You know, Like you said, from some angles, it looks like he may have not caught him. Um, like that it could have just been, you know, Aston Reese lowered his head down and hit it. 
Um, honestly, I think I think that they won't give it a penalty unless they really do feel that he intended to injure him. Um, if he keeps his head up, my guess is that he probably just catches him on the shoulder and probably just sends him flying. Uh, but I feel like if Aston Reeves ducked down a little bit at all, tried to brace for an impact or something, that you know the collision just from the shoulder to the jaw, the hit becomes not as dirty as it may have looked originally if you think that he was hit while he was you know defenseless essentially and didn't prepare for it or anything all right yeah so it'll be interesting to look for i feel like there'll probably be some kind of news released about this by the time this podcast comes out so we won't spend too much time on that yeah but going off of that i'm curious to see what the fallout from it could be but also i was hearing a little bit of talk i was watching a little bit of nhl network before I uh, got on this podcast, Sam, and Ooh, look at look at you. <laughs> yeah, they do a great job on there. They, they do. It's a great crew on there. They do a fantastic job at keeping everyone up to date with everything going on around the league. So they were saying that what's going on is the Capitals are trapping the Penguins a little bit in their style of physicality. Have you seen any of that? Just from watching the games um, and knowing the teams, I could definitely see it. Uh, but as far as goaltending, I give the edge to Matt Murray. Um, as far as defensive capabilities, I give the edge to the Penguins with Chris Letang and Ole Mata on the blue line. You know, as far as coaching, I think Mike Sullivan, you know, he's won a Stanley Cup every year he's been in the league. And again, you know, he's only been in the league for two and a half years. Um, he's looking to make it a three-peat. So I give the edge to the Penguins, you know, in all of the actual... Right categories on the ice you know that they can beat them in except for physicality i think washington knows that you know pittsburgh is not a very physical team you have to out hit them um you have to just want it more than them basically and you know you're not going to outskate uh jake gensel or some of these guys to the puck you know the faster guys on the penguins um but you can definitely give them a shoulder on the way get them off their game uh trap them like you said and make them play your game and from there, you kind of have to take the momentum away from them and do what you can to win. Yeah. So interesting stuff to look for there. I, I'm curious to see what we see, what the fallout is from that hit and how how much more chippy this series gets because it's clear these teams don't like each other, Sam. But I'm going to ask you now, I believe you picked the Caps to win this series coming into the playoffs, right? I did. Uh, I picked the Caps to win this one originally in six. Um, I'm gonna How are you feeling about that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that now from Caps to six to Caps in seven. Okay. So I, I still think Washington is going to finally slay the Dragon this year. I All do right. think they make it past Pittsburgh this time. Um, I think that Ovechkin is going to honestly put the team on his back. Um, I think he's going to get some help here from Braden Holpe, uh, from guys like Kuznetsov, uh, Tom Wilson, once he's back, you know, he's that third line on that Ovechkin-Kuznetsov uh, line. He's that third guy up there, and they need big things from him. So I think he, he's going to help take away some of the pressure from Ovechkin out there, which is kind of also the reason why they have him up there. You know, we know we've seen that he can bring physicality with his game. Um, and I think a guy to look out for in that series for the Caps is going to be Lars Eller uh, in Game 3. He had, th- or in game two, he had three assists um, and was a huge part of the Caps picking up that 
win to even the series up before they went out on the road. Did you do you think they needed that one last night? Was that one they needed? I, I think they needed one of them at least in Pittsburgh. Um, I originally thought they were going to win Game Three, and I I think Pittsburgh's going to win Game Four here. I think the Capitals are going to go home after Game Four tied up. They're going to win Game Five. Um, and they could very well take it in Pittsburgh in Game 6, but I think that Pittsburgh uh, starves off elimination, and Washington, though, regathers themselves, and they win a nail-biter, potentially even overtime. How great would that be to see Washington oh, yeah. finally slam in overtime at home? <laughs> Man, that would in be... In Game 7, that would be insane. <laughs> that'd be crazy. That, that'd be absolutely insane. I, it, w- it would be an unbelievable story, but they say, you know... There's nothing like playoff hockey. No, there's not. We actually we haven't had too many games in overtime yet, have we? Uh, it's been hit or miss depending on the series. You know, Vegas and San Jose have gone to overtime the last two games, and it's they're picking back. up more this round. It seems. Yeah, definitely. Um, although Washington and Columbus, I think, went to overtime a couple times. Game in the first one, round. I know game, for sure. Game one, yep. Um. And I think there was another series, I can't remember which one, that had a couple back-to-back overtime games. Yeah, not sure. But the sense I got was last night, it seems like a game that could really swing a series, Sam. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think of that. I'm also curious to hear, what do you think about, are the Capitals in a better spot now that they're playing with a lead in the series? Because I heard Ovechkin say something, I believe it was before, before the series started, he's like, a big key is we just got to be playing ahead because a lot of times we've gotten down against these guys and we haven't been able to come back. Yeah, and I'm going to answer those in reverse order. It is crucial for Washington to play ahead in this series or even. It, you do not come back from being behind to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Um, which is why it's almost impossible to answer the second question, but I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> as far as a series-shifting game... You know, if they were playing Boston, if they were playing Tampa Bay, if they were playing, honestly, any other team except for Pittsburgh, a team that has been in this situation before the past two years, that knows what it takes, a team that can turn it on and just pepper your goalie with shots and goals, you know, as we saw in the first round, you know, any other team but the best team in the league, and it is a crucial momentum swing uh but it is the best team in the league even if i don't think they're gonna go all the way and win the cup pittsburgh is the best team in the league i mean they do it again and again year in and year out they do such a great job from the bottom up from the coaches up to the players performing in the big games to the stars coming out and actually performing which is why it's so difficult to say whether or not it is a momentum swinging series shifting win Um, yeah I think the Capitals definitely go into game four thinking they have some momentum. Um, And I think it does kind of bite them in the rear end there in game four. Like I said, I think they're going to lose it, but I think they'll be able to stay ahead from here on out in this series. And this way they can make it through to the uh, Eastern conference finals. Okay. It'll be interesting to look for. It does feel like things are a little different this year. And man, that'd be a good story for city of Washington, D.C., because their teams have been cursed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be a great story for the Capitals, huge for Ovechkin to be able to break through this Crosby and the Penguins wall. 
Absolutely. So let's let's get over to the game last night. Sam, are you sweating on your uh, Nashville pick? Uh, I, I'm not sweating. Uh, you know, they gave me a lot of confidence at the through the first period last night to be able to go into Winnipeg. It may be the smallest stadium in the league. It only holds fifteen thousand. I think like eight hundred. It's a unique atmosphere there. It, it is it's a crazy. unique atmosphere, though. I mean, those fans are just absolutely insane. They get so loud. The players feel it. Blake Wheeler was saying today how you can feel the electricity in the air. It is unlike anywhere else he has ever played. Um, and, you know, Nashville, last night, I had such high hopes when they went up 3 nothing in the first period. But then, of course, you know, they let up four goals in the second period. They get a tying goal in the third. But then, of course, they let up three more. Um, they had me sweating a little bit. But I think that series is going to come down to which goalie, you know, can self-destruct a little bit less. Um, yeah. Like we said, you know, there's been 25 goals in three games. I mean, um, Hellebuck's been no saint either. I mean, he's he gave up five goals in the game the other night. So it's all going to come down to, you know, which goalie self-destructs and which one keeps it together. Um, and so, I mean, the bigger story in this series to me, the biggest story right now is really, you know, is it that the goalies are being, have the goalies been a disappointment or, you know, are the offenses just too powerful for any goalie in the league to stop? And I personally believe that it is the goalies have just been a disappointment and mm. that Pecorine hopefully can find his form. If not, I believe that Nashville has the better backup in UC Soros over Tampa Bay. Um, and so I think Nashville can actually take this one. And I think the whole mice is going to be you mean crucial. Winnipeg. Or, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg's backup. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then Hellebuck's backup. Um, and I believe that Nashville actually can take this one over Winnipeg. And I think the whole mice is going to be crucial. I think Nashville can take this one in seven, in seven games to move on to face Vegas in the Western Conference Finals. It was a great game last night. <laughs> How many times can I say that? It was a great, just it, a, it, it, it was, and you know, it felt like such a back and forth momentum swing game. Yeah. And really because it was, I mean, you know, Nashville sucks the life out of the building. Um, Winnipeg does a great job battling back to suck the life out of Nashville. Nashville sucks the life out of the building once again. Um, but the jets just refused to die. They refused to let their engines burn out and they kept going. I like that there with the jets and the engines, what you did there. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at that one, you know, striking <laughs> striking lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was, uh, yeah, so that was, how about Dustin Bufflin, though? I mean, that guy was just sniping last night. That, that guy was great last night. You know, he had a great uh, one-timer uh, last night for his second goal. The first goal, you know, he came in and he just let it rip his second yeah, goal. Yeah, he launched in, it. Instead of trying to, you know launched the puck the second time he did a great job at catching the puck on a stick and just quickly snapping off a snapshot something you don't expect from big buff and he beat Rene clean and just uh slipped it right past him yeah so and, and that's that's a big guy too i'm sure everyone's seen the videos of him manhandling two of the predator players after the whistle and i mean you know he's got the refs yeah. all over him he has both of his arms up and he's just holding on to the player's face mask and these Poor guys, they can't do anything. They can't even get a hand on Buffalo. <laughs> I loved him on the Blackhawks. He was great. He was oh, yeah. 
Sam, if you remember, if I'm remembering this correctly, he was playing forward and defenseman at the yep. time. He was sort of that seventh defenseman or 13th forward when you needed it. Um, and he was all over the place. He's one of those guys, kind of like Brett Burns throughout his career out in San Jose, who's played a bit of forward, a bit of defense. Um, he's just that versatile. And, you know, he's a true utilities man. He can play whatever. And to still be a quality player while playing all these positions really speaks to the guy's uh, hockey senses and his abilities. Absolutely. So uh, we're run- we don't have a whole lot of time. So you have anything else you want to add on that game or that series? Or do you, do you want to go over to some of these other ones that we haven't talked much about yet? Uh, let- let's jump on over to the other series in the Western Conference there. Um, both Vegas and San Jose came into this series yeah. having a week off. Um, You know, the question was going to be, you know, how hard is it going to be for these teams to start back up after sweeping their first round opponents? Um, Vegas proved right. Sweeps were pretty surprising or impressive, I would say. Yeah, they they definitely were. You know, I mean, I had Anaheim over San Jose. I didn't see San Jose coming in and playing that well. Then again, I guess I didn't give them too much credit for the Vander Kane deal, uh, who played a huge part in the first game and in um, both of these. Uh, the Kings were a good test for the Vegas come out, and they just they mopped yeah. the floors with them. Oh yeah, and really, and their de- defense was great. Their goaltending was incredible. Uh, they just did a spectacular job. Vegas did of clearing the garbage out in front um, and taking care of business. And actually, I want to jump this in yeah. here because this just came through. Um, Tom Wilson has been suspended three games for the hit wow. on Zach Aston Reese. Wow. So he will not be back until a game seven, if there is one. Does that change your confidence in the Capitals? No, because I still think it's going to go seven. And I think Tom Wilson's going to come out angry. And I think he's going to score a goal in game seven, potentially even the series winning one. Um, But I got to say, after seeing the hit, uh, he left his feet. Clearly, he sort of jumped up there a little bit to try to put as much weight as he could. Um, Three games, I think, might be a little much for the playoffs yeah uh, but definitely a game or two but i think it's the nhl trying to take a stand there going hey you yeah. pretty much punched the guy in the face with your shoulder yeah and they're trying to send a message across the league mm-hmm. they don't want um they don't want guys getting injured from chippiness yeah and then having to yeah lose guys in the playoffs because that that sucks yeah um with that being said now with the suspension i don't see too much of a response from pittsburgh obviously um, I don't see him going out and trying to attack anyone. I mean, yeah, that, that would kind of be what Zach Aston Reeves would have done. You know, he would be that guy, you know, the yeah. enforcer on an enforcerless team. Um, but now I think they're just going to come out, and I think Pittsburgh's going to dominate the next game. But I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there on yeah, Tom Wilson being suspended. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. All right, so anything else with the Golden Knights, or is there another one that we haven't talked about? Uh, no, we kind of got them all. I mean, I'll just recap. You know, I think Nashville still takes this series in seven, even though they kind of blew it against Winnipeg. Uh, I think Vegas takes this one over San Jose. I have in five games or seven games, I think that Vegas wins tonight. They win it in five. I think they lose tonight. They'll take game five at home, lose game six back in San Jose. I don't see San Jose losing, um, at home in a do or die situation. And I think Vegas though comes back home and takes it in seven if that so happens. Yeah, that's a big game, game four. Yep. So this one tonight is going to be huge. Like I said, though, Washington in seven, 
and I think Boston's actually going to beat Tampa Bay in six games. You know, originally I had whoever came out of that series beating Tampa Bay in six, uh, but I could be wrong, and I'm kind of hoping I'm wrong just because, let's be honest here, I do not like sports teams from Boston. I am very biased <laughs> that way. Ever, <laughs> ever since the Red Sox beat up on my Rockies in the World Series, oh, yeah. I have not liked them. It's been a hate-hate relationship for the past 11 years. That was one of the coldest World Series ever, I'm pretty sure. It was, it, very cold. it was freezing out there. I was absolutely miserable standing in those stands. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think Boston could take this one, you know, in six games. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Winnipeg, or not Winnipeg, Tampa Bay's up 3-1 to one right now after the first period. Uh, that secondary line of Point, Johnson, and Palat have all three goals, I believe. I know they have at least two, so if those guys keep scoring... Could be trouble for Boston. Uh, but those are my picks for the second round and to move on to the conference finals. Sweet. Yeah, we'll have to get you back on around that time, probably two weeks from now. Be able, yeah, those probably, games will be starting. Uh, yeah, probably. A less about, than that, maybe. A uh, week and a half from now, I'd say. Yeah. You know, uh, next weekend, probably the 13th, that Saturday, or the 12th, they'll start. You got anyone in the Kentucky Derby? In the Kentucky Derby, I do not right now. I'm excited to watch it. You know, of course, every yeah. year there's always run for the roses. There's uh, a there's a horse named Gronkowski. Yep. And I've been told do not <laughs> do not bet on him just because of his name because he's 75 to one and he's not not as tough a competitor as Rob Gronkowski is. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the same thing. You know, don't bet on him for his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, past years, I've been the one to pick, you know, the horse with the famous name uh, two years ago, Nyquist, you know, from the yeah. Red Wings. Uh, I, I would have been the one to place money on Nyquist. Then again, though, he also had a lot better odds. I think he may have even been the favorite going in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, horse racing, I, I love watching it. I'm not one to bet on it just because yeah, I know me nothing about the sport. Yeah. It's dangerous. I don't. I don't want to encourage gambling on this podcast. Oh, there are well, other podcasts for that. <laughs> oh well, then I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry. Um, okay. Um, we we pretty much hit everything, didn't we? Yeah, I think I think we hit everything. You know, these series are going to be great. Um, for those that need something to watch, definitely uh, the Nashville Winnipeg series. Or if you need an earlier start time, if you have to go to bed early like I do, that Washington-Pittsburgh series is going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. And those, the next one will be tomorrow. Both those both those yep. games will be. So. Both of those games tomorrow, um, I believe 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock um, Central time. Hey, that's not bad. No, nah, that's not bad. But then again, I'm not going to be up for the end of that second game. No doubt about that. All right, Sam, I got a good tease for the next time that you come on. I got a good question that I will ask you next time you come on, okay? All right. Here it is, and do not answer because this is how we work a tease in, okay? You, you, uh, trust me, I'm the master at teasing. <laughs> Great. So, um, your favorite NHL jerseys. Oh, 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 I can go on for this one for days. I'll even send you a couple photos that you can tease them with. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if we have a spot to put those, but you know what? We could do we could do a separate podcast just on sports uniforms over the summer after the season ends, and we could rank them or something like that. That would be a good one too. I'm I'm gonna tease your tease with another tease though. Oh, okay. Here, here we go. So for anyone who's interested in 
and one of the ugliest sports jerseys <laughs> of all time, go online and search John the Fisherman Islanders jersey. You will not be disappointed. It is one of the ugliest <laughs> sports jerseys, but believe it or not, it is not the worst. But you'll have to join us next time to, to hear what is the worst sports jersey. That's good. What about that jersey you had in the back of your car last weekend? Oh, that thing was fine. That thing's just camo. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's an ugly jersey, but come on. I mean, there's plenty worse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do that another time, but thank you, uh, Sam. Anything you want to promote on here? Uh, Twitter handle, Instagram? Uh, no, not this time. I saw no one followed me Twitter-wise last time. Thank you very much because I actually don't <laughs> do anything on Twitter. Um, I'm happy to promote that I am not writing a book because the Avs are not going to win the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals. Maybe uh, next year. Maybe next year. The one thing I will promote, though, is Mark Moser's uh, call when Sven Andragetto scored the game-winning goal in Game 5 for the Avs against the Predators. Uh, to give anyone who a bit of a highlight of it, um, you have to go and see it because all of the pancreas and stomach jokes I have made tonight will make so much more sense to you. <laughs> and you will okay. laugh at potentially the greatest and most obnoxious sports call. And really, it's just a head-scratcher as to what he is yelling because you do not understand why he is talking about pancreases and stomachs at a hockey game. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to need to listen to that, too. Oh, yeah, it's it's great. And then, like, you, after you listen to that, maybe you'll just want to listen to this podcast for a second time so it makes more sense. There you go. Just, just the <laughs> beginning. You know, I, I talk about the gutsy team in hockey, I think, in the first five to ten minutes. So, really, you just have to come back through and catch us again for a second time. Yeah, I was just about to make one, Sam. How about this? Uh, when you're making your picks for your bracket, this semifinals, conference finals, whatever it may be, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. Tr- tr- trust your gut, because if I had trusted my gut the first time, who knows, I may have picked better than you in the first round. Depends on what you were eating that day. <laughs> I can guarantee you it wasn't pancreases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right that's a good place for us to end that's a, that, we're getting weird here that's a good place for us to <laughs> sign off on all right sam uh thanks again for coming on and we'll talk to you soon talk to you soon take care jack so there it was sam quiet making his return to the podcast did a great job lots of fun stuff there um always enjoy listening to him and talking hockey with him because he knows a lot more than most people I know. Uh, probably knows the most hockey of anyone I know, really. So uh, definitely we'll have him back on. Thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, go ahead and subscribe to Press On Sports on iTunes. We're actually on YouTube now. We don't have a YouTube channel per se, but the podcast is available to listen to on YouTube now. So Uh, We are putting it out there in more places. It's on the blog post. It's on YouTube. It's on Podbean. It's on iTunes. And um, I'm so grateful for everyone who has been subscribing and listening and just promoting the show, coming on the show. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So um, next time, we are going to be talking some NBA. I got a couple guys who um, I'm going to try to fit both of them in. I'm not sure, but... Jordan's going to be with me sometime early next week. We'll talk some NBA. 
I might have another podcast in the meantime, however, coming out this weekend with my friend Tyree Thomas, and we will also talk some basketball. So lots and lots to continue to get to this busy time of year. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Keep listening along. Um, I hope that you're enjoying these. And for, for now, I'm signing off. Bring in the dancing lobsters.